Hey, Kat! Welcome back! Hi, Finally. hi, hi! Uh, good to have you and Sky on the show. My goodness. Yeah, it's man. been like it's been forever, man. Oh my God. So long. You know? But the both of you were doing so well. Ah, yeah. Cannot lah. <laughs> we, we, we need our full force, you know. Then, yeah, only, man. Yes. then only the podcast sounds good. You know? Buto, right. buto. Missing ah. the gang. Yeah. Hey, Kat, do you know about a company called IPay88? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Security Lah Podcast, Season 2. Yes, yes, I, I know IP88. Uh, because of my full-time daytime job, I have actually uh, come across IP88 and even attended their events. They're oh. a payment gateway, right? Oh, they're payment gateway. So what do they do, essentially? I mean, from, from what you understand. Well, they actually, you know how when we uh, make purchases online or do e-commerce and e-shopping and stuff like that, so they actually pro- provide the services to allow uh, consumers and people like you and me to make the payment on via online. Oh, wow. So they'll be processing stuff like credit card information, right? Uh, whether debit or credit card, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Ah, right. okay. No, because you know why? I, I just read this this news clipping that was saying that, you know, they, they had a breach and I don't know. I, 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 I was actually not so clear as to what the breach is about. Did you guys have a chance to, to know what was happening? Um, mm. Yeah, actually, um, I think I actually even saw the announcement which they made uh, announcing that a breach had happened. Um, from what I recall about the announcement which they made, it was like also very vague. It was like uh, it, it just informed of a breach, but I don't think it was very helpful. As like uh, not much more information was given. But but then that's just me. I mean, uh, did you did you get to see the announcement? Do you feel that actually there was like enough information which they shared? Would it have fulfilled you know regulators' requirements and stuff like that? I I mean, from my point of view, um, I think they will. Being too general in their commands, it is basically a scripted information given by marketing rather than the real thing. Now. But to be fair to them, we don't have a law against those things. My positive outlook was at least they came forward and said they did. Whether it was a forced thing or not, we don't know. But better than some banks who... You know, after so many years, they still refuse to admit that there, there was a breach. Okay, so I, I just managed to to Google and, and get an article. It seems in the statement, uh, this company, IP88, said that in investigation was initiated on May the 31st. Now it's August. So you're talking about June, mm. July, August, three months later. Wow, that's, don't, don't you guys think that's a bit too long? To say that you had a breach? Yeah. 
at least if they inform earlier, then the I mean their customers could uh take some necessary measures, can I use my online transactions thoroughly? I mean, I I buy domains, I buy books, I practically do everything online. So, and, and I know I've definitely have encountered an an IP eighty eight pay page. And you know, you put in your credit card, and then it it gives you a, a challenge and says that, ah, okay, please put in or your OTP so that we can validate a transaction mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I definitely have done that. So so I now now it dawns to me, yeah, I would have done that. But you know, if if they had a breach, and they start the investigation in May, doesn't it make sense for you to at least issue a statement in May to tell your customers, hey? Uh, your data uh, can you may have been compromised uh, mm. uh, so you you know you, you should keep a lookout you know to mm. actually tell the customers three months after uh, imagine if the transaction has been done built two through two three months ago now I go and check I'm like from what I know my my knowledge about banking process is you have 30 days to dispute your transactions. Yeah. Right, so if you don't dispute the transactions, it's considered final and done. And if you're gonna come now after three months, and then you're gonna come and say, "Oh, uh, we are sorry, uh, your your card has been breached three months ago," and now I go back check my transactions, I'm gonna have a problem. Say, "Eh, this doesn't look like my transactions. I don't buy anything from Victoria's Secret." I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> there's there's no reason for me to go to Victoria's Secret and buy stuff. So it's I shouldn't my card shouldn't be used in Victoria's Secret. Hello, you know. So that's going to be a red flag for me, right? Mm. You know, if the the guy buy books in Amazon, I probably give it a misla because I'd be like, yeah, most likely that's me, you know. But the guy goes to Victoria, guy or girl or they or whomever goes to Victoria's Secret and buy something, then it's definitely not me. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have a problem now. Trying to 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 make this claim, the bank bank is going to say, "Look, you miss your thirty day uh, uh period." Yeah. You know, the thirty day period is it written somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's it's part of your your claims process. So mm. what they do is, the way it works is, you have a billing date every month, right? So the billing date will generate whatever transactions you did before, and they usually give you twenty to thirty days to make payment without charging you interest. So during mm. that 20-30 days, if you have anything that you're not sure, you're supposed to raise it as a dispute. Now, here's the thing that a lot of Malaysians do not know. There's a benefit of using credit card and there's also a disadvantage of using debit card. So most people, what they do is they tend to use debit card because they want to limit how much they can spend. Mm. Good. But the problem is this. When you use a debit card, it goes out from your account, which means the bank will pay using the money you have in the account. Mm. Right? So if someone cleans up your debit card, That's that means it. your money is gone. Okay? Yeah. Credit card is a bit different. It's like a loan in waiting. So the bank carries the liability. So what for happens is... Uh, for that 30 days or whatever. Mm. So if you dispute, actually you don't lose money. Bank loses money. That is why as a merchant... Merchant meaning the person who has the credit card terminal or the seller, mm. they have to put in a deposit. So in the event that such a fraud happens, 
the bank can say this transaction is disputed. We are going to claw back that amount from your merchant account. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, that's why the this payment ecosystem is kind of a bit secure. But it yeah. depends on what mode you use it. You see, one question though: How does iPay eighty eight come into the picture in terms of the entire payment flow? Let's say if I buy something using my Touch and Go at the back end, we are still using iPay eighty eight. So the way it works is iPay eighty eight is a payment gateway. So what they do is they are responsible in processing payments. So they can either process payments directly, or they have a backend bank that does clearing for them. So the only difference is, I'm sure you'd have heard of the standard called PCI DSS. Yeah. So in those standards, uh, they define what level of processor you are. If you're just a website who's using IP88, then you probably don't have a lot of stringent requirements for you to meet. But if you're not a website, you actually hold the card data. So in this case, IP88 holds the card data because some users may say, "Save my information so that in the future I can yes. make this payment." Right. So in that instance, IP88 or any payment gateway is going to store your card data. And PCI DSS, which is the standards for data security, defines that you must have adequate protection. Uh, you must have uh, encryption the database and all that kind of stuff. Right. So there's a whole mm-hmm. set of standards that you can go to. PCI DSS, you can Google PCI DSS and they'll tell you what are the standards you're supposed to meet. So now the, the thing is this, they, they've just mentioned a breach. As I'm reading, I don't know where did the breach happen? So did the breach happen um, at the payment gateway itself where you're processing the payment? Did the, pay, did the breach happen at the database server where all the cards are stored? There's really nothing from the, the notice uh, that was that was listed out. And one thing I noticed is that the official notice that's issued by IP88, the contact details at the bottom refers to a PR agency. So it seems to me that, <laughs> like what you rightfully said, it's a it's a canned message, right? Yeah. That's not but, right. It's not right. Well, the thing is this: it's arguable to say whether it's wrong or right. It's a I standard mean, reply to that. Yeah, so it's 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 a standard thing to say. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, we are talk, we are we are currently looking at it. Uh, we want to know what happened. Um, it reminds me of a couple of years ago. I think it's a couple of years ago, and FSI had a massive IT meltdown, and the same thing. Oh, we are having an IT glitch, and that's it. But the whole nationwide branch operations was down, right? So. Until today, we have no clue what happened, mm. why, and we also hear, you know, issues of some FSI suddenly somebody account getting cleared and all that. So, you know, there, there's really not I, much information I, as a customer. I have got quite a bit of information, but I do not know whether we are the right platform to share or not. No. <laughs> Yeah, both, I think both of you have really exciting jobs because like, I'm, I bet you have so much insider information that, be, that you yeah. can't, you're not able to share. Am I, are, we, are we able to share this here? As long as you're not bound by NDA, go right ahead. If you have an NDA <laughs> hanging on your head, I would suggest not to, you know? Uh, but back not, to- really, not really NDA because you see, you and I know, I mean, just like when you were in your previous job, uh, I mean, I get to talk to people like you and uh, sometimes we share information over a cup of tea. 
Yes. So you know, and I've seen that um, actually the 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 whole thing boils down to, if I am uh, not wrong, I think it is the the breach at the card level, meaning I can actually use your card to mm. buy things now because I have clear text information on your username and your password. Enjoying the show so far? Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on the latest episode. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Visit podcast.securitylaw.asia to get the links to subscribe. Yes. And I was told that there are easily hundreds of thousands of users affected. We're not talking about a few cards here, you know. <laughs> We're talking about a lot of transactions. And the thing is, these transactions are actually affecting users. That's the reason why I think later you're going to share about the ABM article, right? That's the reason why ABM comes up and say, hey, why should we be doing the cleanup when the information was actually leaked out from the payment gateway uh, operator? Yeah. That's what we are hearing now. See, here the the problem is that, you know, as as a user or, or as a customer, I will look at my bank to safeguard my money. Simple, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, I will I will say, okay, Bank X, I'm your customer. So you make sure that, you know, you do whatever you need to do, plan whatever you need to plan, put whatever infra, whatever not, you know, you do whatever you need to do to make sure that my card and my information stay secure. Because you see, there's no point for me having a debit card or a credit card and I can't do online transactions. It defeats the purpose, right? So I should be able to do my transactions securely. So for example, I do a lot of transactions with Amazon. I, I, I host my own stuff and I also buy tons of books there because unfortunately, Malaysia has very, very, uh, so, sorry to say, lousy collection of IT books. So I get most of my IT books from, <laughs> from Amazon, right? So I, I bundle like 20, 30 books and then I buy one shot, right? So I, 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 that's me. I'm, I'm as a customer. So, so my risk profile in a bank will probably be quite high because I do a lot of online transactions. So, for me, my bank is supposed to take care of me. So that's why I will look at the banks. So ironically, like what you said earlier, ABM, uh, which is an acronym for the Association of Banks Malaysia, <laughs> issued a statement. And it was so funny because just a couple of weeks before they issued that statement, I was conducting, uh, uh, I was conducting a, a public session. And, and in that talk, I shared my secret. I said one way for me to know if a breach has happened is I monitor for these keywords. Your security is important to us. Somewhere along those lines. Or we take your security very seriously. <laughs> Somewhere along those lines. Everybody and, says that. <laughs> and like clockwork, I see ABM's uh, press release and those keywords match exactly that. So I'm left scratching my head and I'm like, hmm, okay. So reading through, um, since this is IPA, IPA 88 is a, is a huge uh, payment processor in, in Malaysia or at least around Asia. They handle quite a large volume of transactions. So 
grantedly that they would be processing a whole load of uh, at least Malaysian. We talk about Malaysian contacts. So at least Malaysian credit card, card information. So there's a likelihood that some of the people there may have been, you know, may have been used, the card details may have been used for nefarious transactions or illegal transactions. You know, I, I got uh, listening to the both of you experts. I, I, I have, as of now, just two questions, right? Uh, if if uh, things are as what Sky said, as in uh, the breach was at the card level, users are affected, and then the, webs, the website where you do the transactions already have the pre-filled, the information pre-filled already. I don't know that which would mean that uh, all the required details to be able to do a transaction is already there on the website. So what do you think users should do? Should they change their card? Is it going to be enough? And Or just like, I don't know, just uh, completely, and most of it they have to go to change more than just their, the, uh, their payment information. But um, yeah, well, the issue, other, the other issue, personal details which they The issue yeah. here is CAT. Uh, the banks are still in the process of notifying the cardholders. Oh dear. The question is, do they know how much of credit card information has been out? Now, from yeah. the from the PR release of IP88, doesn't indicate anything. Doesn't, doesn't even say <clears throat> that how many percent of their user base, nothing. There's practically nothing to lean on, you know. On, and, the, and, on the day of the breach, yeah. I mean, of the day of the notification, I was told that uh, there was actually a Zoom call for all the banks. Oh, if, wow. Yeah, if Bank Negara treats that so high profile I my guess is it has to be quite This must be one stuff. of your yeah. your inside info, <laughs> uh, Sky. Huh? Well, yeah. uh, okay. It was like, it was like, you know, I somebody just texted me, you know, and said, Hey, bro, uh, do you know what happened yesterday? How come they call for 8 p.m. meeting? I was like, oh my goodness, how <laughs> actually I knew about the breach from someone who was inquiring in one of the security lists asking, Hey, did IP88 get breached? Does anyone know anything about it? Uh? Yeah. So that's how the the cat got out of the bag quite early months. I had the IP88 breach, la, you know, oh, got okay. out of the I bag. Our, our cat. No, 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 no. <laughs> our cat now here with us. <laughs> okay. I'm here. <laughs> so so, so the, the, the ball uh, was actually thrown. You see, the, the unfair thing was, I mean, I spoke to a couple of CIOs after that. They didn't share anything with me. Oh, I mean, I've got to clarify this. None of the information that was uh, that I said was actually coming from any of the CIOs or the head of security, but their comment was, you know, now they are left with the entire list of uh, users and they have to inform the users that they are transactions. You see, the problem was some of the users actually don't know. Mm. I wonder because, how many users actually know, you know? Because yeah. I know I've used IP88 and, and I never got any notification. What about you, Sky and Cat? Did you guys get any notification? No. no. I You see, the thing is, that's why I asked you the question just now. You see, we do a lot of payments like touch and go, grab and all that. But these are the merchants at the front. The back end is IP88. Am I right? Doc? Yeah, true. Yeah. So you don't really know. 
because you like for example if i top up now i don't know that the back end is actually ip88 i i'm not sure even if it is or if if it isn't but the key thing is uh this is from the oven uh, mm. uh let me put a this uh disclaimer here none of the banks have spoken to me on this all right it's this one just, your 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 private secret yes, information la. dark uh, web yeah. la. Okay, you know, whatever it may be, yeah. We no? call it grey web, lah. Yeah, you know, gray 50 web, shades of grey, lah. Okay, la. ah. <laughs> All right. So the transactions were very small. It, mm. it is below 10 ringgit. Most of them. Oh wow! Then that's going to be difficult, man. Uh, now that you know because you're a be banker difficult. yourself, right? So I mean, ex-banker. Okay. So <laughs> that's going to be difficult. Yes, because you see, if you have don't 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 say you have a lot of money. If you have 600 or 700 ringgit, you're not going to be looking at 7 ringgit, 6 ringgit transactions every day. Yeah, that's going to be difficult, man. Reminds me of that issue of the 1 cent yeah. who, who stole 1 cent from, from the interest of everyone. You know, so that's, wow, that's going to be so, so difficult to know. And yeah. the thing is this, you have such a big user base for you to steal. So oh, even man. if you steal, 5,000 ringgit, our Malaysian population is about 32.7 million. Okay, say you take 10 million, la, okay? Safe, safe bet 10 million. Mm. 5 ringgit times 10 million. Wow, eh. Is it the, more difficult to detect uh, when the transactions are so small? But yes. Is, it's more difficult to, uh, to. Because it doesn't trace. flag anything. That's the problem. You have those amount that mm. creates red flags. But these are so small, you don't see it. That's the issue. And the, the guy who does it or the group who does it, they know the banking system very well. Okay. And this is, uh, this, yeah, so I'm just reading this article here also. And it could this could be the reason why <clears throat> uh, this article reports that IP88 stated there's been no further suspicious activity since 20th of July. Precisely maybe because the transactions are so small, it doesn't flag anything up. Maybe. Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. I don't even know if it, it has stopped or not. But the thing is, I mean, I don't want to uh, put real figures on it. But most of the banks who are, uh, most of the banks are affected. That's one statement I can make. Secondly, most of the affected account is actually in, in each bank. Uh, I'm talking about every each bank is six digit in nature. Wow, that's a lot, man. That's yeah, seriously we are not, heavy. We are not talking about like few hundred users here. Uh, you know, got a few hundred users. The got a few. No, no, we're not talking about that. We are talking about six digit. Oh dear. Okay. That's a that's lot of accounts, man. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So one one CIO was telling me, he said, I don't even know where to start to inform. What do you want me to say? Because you see. As a user, when somebody say when somebody calls you and say, "Cat, I'm sorry to say that there has been like 26 transactions in your account of six ringgit each that has been fraudulent." Now, the first thing you do is you scream, because why? Like like Doc say just now, <laughs> you're supposed to be protecting my money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't care what happens at the end. My money is with the bank. You return the money, that's it. So okay. the ball is actually at the bank's feet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, you see, I mean, clone cards and all that is not something new to the banks. And I'm talking about 20 years ago, 
uh, I was using a, a foreign bank, not a not a Malaysian bank. And they just called me one day and say, uh, sir, we believe that your card has been cloned. Uh, we're going to send you a new one. No further message, nothing. I checked my bill. Everything was in order. So if you ask me, the technology existed long time ago. I'm sure now it shouldn't be much of an issue for them to actually track and block those kind of transactions. So Yeah. So the banks can't detect, they can't track. Thanks for joining us this week on Security Lab. Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 